1: fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged
0: in his microphone i have a podcast here he is your spider pan jeremy we're back a little later than I meant to be back. I meant to have a show recorded the previous weekend and whatnot, but we've you know Christmas is coming makes things a little busy. We actually just finished a program, and oh, and I said we there, and of course by we I mean of course Lost Boy Philip, the Kryptonian, the Pastor Pack, the Pac Man himself is here. Ho, ho 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 ho, and he ain't <laughs> talking about three ladies on a street corner. Okay, that's, that's right, family show. I'm sorry, bad joke. <laughs> but we are back, and like I said, I meant to have a show. Last weekend, and it just didn't work out uh, that way. But uh, we are here, and uh, we're going to have some fun. You know, it's I'm a little behind on this, and maybe you've already heard some of the winners. But we're going to talk about the Video Game Awards. And uh, I, I probably should have looked up what happened with the golden joysticks as well. But I think one of those is a British award and the other one is more of an American award. I'm not entirely certain how this works. But there's a golden joystick and then there's the Game Awards. But uh, I am want to look at some of the winners of the Game Awards today. We've also got a ton of movie trailers. And Philip got a chance to watch Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I need to sit and watch it while I'm home. I'm actually on vacation for two weeks. Uh, I'm going to have to sit and watch it. because uh, Well, I'm not going to say what you've said so far because I'll wait until we get to it. But yes. I'm I'm encouraged to go see it, uh, or to sit and watch it on Netflix. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we have a lot of fun. Oh, and you know what? We got some upcoming fun. Uh, we, I'm I've actually coordinated. We're going to have a couple of guests. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to record this within the next couple of weeks. We're going to have, uh, wow. And I was just talking to Philip about this. Uh, Ricky Pope from the Christian Nerds Unite podcast, and uh, Ben Avery. And I forgot the name of his podcast, but he'll know the name of his podcast when he comes on the show. And hopefully Philip will be able to join us too. And we're going to have the year in review. We're going to talk about games, TV shows, trailers, movies, all kinds of fun stuff that happened this year, and do some reviews. A lot of celebrity death. My goodness, when I was making this list and compiling this thing together, Very sad. Woo, we had a lot this year, uh, and some of them were, were like minor things. But I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna include it anyway. So yeah, we're sure. planning that that will be released uh, the probably the last weekend. Uh, here in, in December. I'll, you know, I'll try to get it out there like New Year's. And what I would like to do is I, uh, I'll try to record the whole thing on YouTube and let's say it takes us three hours to do this show. Then I will have a start here at nine o'clock central. I'll set a premiere time so it will go on YouTube and run three hours until midnight. That's, of course, if it goes three hours. It might not go three hours. It could go two hours. It could just be a one hour show. It depends on how quickly we go and how much we want to talk about different things. But we're compiling a list right now. I think Brett was adding some things to it i haven't looked at what all he has added or not brett but ben uh he's added some things here uh recently he said something about some streaming things so um i don't know what i don't know what sort of things he's added but we mainly try to do stuff that happens in the culture it might have been something he put on his show specifically he wants to talk about i don't know i'm gonna go look and uh, we'll have this together and we'll record it hopefully uh before the end of the year and get this done and get it out to you and try to be a bit more consistent um I might even try to find something to record, put out over the Christmas weekend, but I don't know about that. It's gonna be it's gonna be a busy Christmas weekend, I would think. I would think, you know, because it's, it's Christmas. Although I, I'm trying to not be busy because I am home and on vacation, but already I've had to go run errands. I need to clean out our garage today. Uh, I need my wife to help me to take her aquariums out and all the stuff that we had in the garage sale that's just sat in the garage because I need to be able to put the car back in the garage because we are expecting an Arctic blast and a blizzard to hit mm-hmm. Wednesday night into Thursday. So <laughs> I want to be able to put the car back in the garage. Although I don't think we're going anywhere after that happens. I think we're going to just stay in. I can't help in. but
1: think about the beginning of uh, Rudolph. Yes. And so many of those uh, old classic shows, so many of them started with the blizzard. And right away, I'm seeing the those uh, stop animation dolls like, whew, whew, and you Ooh. see the, you, you know how it always was. And you would see them like basically, uh, whether it be presents, falling off a tree yep. out in the wintertime and falling all those all things, you know. Uh, yeah, you know what we need right now? We need a, a bumble snowman. <laughs> 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 That's, That's right.
0: The That's what we need right now. A
1: bumble. That's what we a, a need. Bumble. A but bumble. But you know what
0: bumbles? Bumbles bumble bounce, exactly. <laughs> oh, indeed. So yes, we're looking for that. I mean, good. and this is like final week leading up to Christmas. So it's all, and it's, this has been a very just exciting Christmas for me. I think I've I've felt more Christmas spirit because I've had a Same a, here. a month where God has really showed up. And it's just, Amen. the more we've sung Christmas songs at church and stuff, the more mm-hmm. my heart is just, I feel like my heart is more prepared this year than it has been in the last few years. And that's where it really comes back yeah. to.
1: Is all, it's all, it's, you know, I've had the Christmases just a, a couple years back. I had a, uh, Christmases where I felt, really down, and I didn't feel Christmas spirit at all, but what really, the joy starts, as as I just said a couple weeks ago, Jesus, others, you. And um, if you don't have the joy, and this is not to put anyone down or put them in their place, but it always, usually starts with you. Now, that doesn't mean it's always your fault, because a lot of times, depending on where you're at, spiritually and physically and other things, our moods change and all that. But uh, so it's hard to get put in that place. It's hard to go to that place. But I've noticed that if I surround myself with things of happiness, talking about the Lord first and all that, and I force myself to get away from the things that are making me sad. Boy, I can't help but be in the good Christmas spirit.
0: Yeah. And this has been like a good because really for like – nearly 10 years running, you know, I uh, after uh, having a, a company kind of shut down my department 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, I mm-hmm. felt like I've kind of drifted around trying to get locked in. And now I'm like, I, I've i been locked into a job for a good year. And uh, God has shown me things that he that He will outgive me every time. And yep. I'm just feeling really blessed. Even through some struggles I've had this month, I felt blessed because I've seen that God has been there and taking care of things. And Amen. I, and I even had a little extra where I felt like we could actually do a little bit of Christmas shopping for some people. And I, I didn't think I was going to, and you know, it's, it's fun picking stuff out for people. Yeah. That's <laughs> so. my
1: favorite. Honestly, my favorite thing to do is, uh, cause it's not about the get, the getting and all that, but I love just doing something for people. It makes me yeah. feel so good. And it's no, it's not about what you get for others either. It's just the be, being able to kind of be i love being a being yeah. a santa i love that and i'm talking about do it for others is what i mean yeah. i love that i used to go around and do those types of things when i was even when i was young i, I was taught to to be a santa and i i, I, I and by the way i don't mean this is a harm to anybody you know what i mean but i used to uh be a santa for people uh, for even for young children uh special needs. And I would go and do those types of things. What a blessing it was. Yeah. What a blessing. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Yep. And that's that's part of what, you know, getting to celebrate it is, is it's yes. nice to be able to do for things for people in this in this this whole season. And I try, yes. I'm i going to try to be better keeping it throughout the year. <laughs> you know Amen. Yep. See if I can. I
1: it's difficult sometimes. And, you know, that's the other thing, too. If you ever find yourself in a,
0: in a mood, you feel you, I'm
1: talking about myself here. I start feeling down like, oh, how did I do that? Well, it's it's natural. Yeah, it's natural it moments. Yeah, oh yeah, and don't go, don't go kicking yourself too far down if you get in a in a mood, a bad mood. Yeah. Just say, well, uh, all right, Lord, thank you for showing me, and then get yourself fixed in that yeah. situation. And 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 uh, here's what I personally do often because I do get in those bad moods. I go to the Word, I'm at the Bible. I go to things that that'll set me right. And um, I'm talking about others now. Some people will drink to make themselves feel better. I personally didn't have that at problem ever. But I'll tell you what I did have a problem with. So much so I became over 500 pounds. I tried to eat myself into joy. That didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> because it's then It's temporary. Said, oh, it's temporary. And then I, it, well, I just told you I was over 500 pounds yeah. at one point, And I felt like garbage when I was done. And that's it. And there's other people who do other physical things. i yeah. about being with us doing physical things, and that's not a that's not a good choice either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's all these things because there's a difference between having joy and being happy. That, happy is something right. you can choose to have, and it's also temporary because emotions go every mm-hmm. different way. But joy, right. joy from the Lord, is something you can have. That's it's not necessarily happiness, but it just feels good, and it's well, something that's with- it's a comfort in those rough mm-hmm. times. You know, it's it's, it's hard to explain.
1: <laughs> this goes to that very famous saying that um, I know we've all heard it: "To every action, there's equal and opposite reaction." Mm. So, if you thank do you, sir, Isaac anger. <laughs> oh, yo, know, amen. He was right, and he was right. It, it's more than just an apple falling down and hitting you, <laughs> right? You know, it's true though. Every action, there's equal opposite reaction. If you overreact in anger, it's going to come back. It's on coming you. back. If you overreact in emotion to find happiness. Oh, it will feel good. There's no doubt about that, but just for a moment. And then there's going to be the reaction of feeling bad from the, um, the, the, uh, reaction from the happiness. Yeah. You know, like, like I said, the eating or from drinking or from other things, there will be a reaction. You're like, Oh, how'd this happen? Well, sadly we know, we know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and one of the things that kind of brings about the joy and it depends upon your, sometimes your songs, but I've, you know, singing the right kind of songs, being around the oh, right yeah. kind of people, that there's people who add to your happiness that you when you choose to be happy and that's great. There's people also who just add to their joy because of what you're doing and being mm-hmm. together with them has really adds to your joy and getting to spend some more time with with our my, my church friends and your family and being able to, even decorating the church even though I'm scared of my out of my life for a giant wreath that y'all had me well. on the roof but setting up decorations of the church singing songs together with y'all I it's it's brought the joy of, of everything back in and so this has been a this has been a, d- despite the rough times I've had this month it's been a joyful month Amen. of being with people I love and doing things I love and being Christmas and I'm excited for this week when you know, my wife has to work half of the day today but we've got plans we're going to make we're going to make that's snickerdoodle great. and not snick- well you know what we're making snickerdoodles but ginger snaps is what I've been planning because I yeah, haven't that, had a good ginger great. snap in a long time we're going to we're going to make some things and we're going to just spend time together and we're going to go out and you know not have to spend any money although we're going to be snowbound approximately we'll for a little bit but yeah. all the stuff that we can but get to do that together too. that's you know that's spending time with people you love makes you happy but it oh, also man. adds to your joy and it adds to your happiness when you choose to be happy and so that's all uh, it's all good I'm gonna, man i'm
1: gonna tell myself for a minute there's a one of my all-time favorite christmas movies is a movie called scrooge which is a musical <laughs> yes. from 1970 and there's a part and i love it it's i love it there's a part where scrooge himself played by the great sir uh Albert Finney, Finney, yeah. He, um, you know, the late great. But he used to walk, he walks around at Scrooge and he's getting so mad at the people. He starts singing this song, I Hate People. Mm-hmm. I hate people. And as he's doing that, I think we've all felt that at times. Yes. And I know there's times that I go Christmas shopping and I'm not talking any time recent, but in the last few years, um, I would start getting mad because people, you know, they cut you off. they, <laughs> And they do. People get selfish. You know, it just, it, unfortunately, we've all done it. And it's not just a Christmas time. And there's times that song has come out and I sadly it's like I don't know, eight yeah. years ago. I actually said that. I hate and it's not true, I don't hate anybody, yeah. but I hate the way people are behaving and I've actually thought that and saying it and no one thought it, you know. Driving and does I, that to me too. Driving. <laughs>
0: and I felt that before.
1: I hate people. I hate the way and yeah. Oh, man, we can't be that way. Yeah. No, instead we should be like uh, what they say, the Christmas present that movie. I like life life. life. life likes, likes me. me. But life Saturday, and I fairly like fully
0: that. agree. That's right. <laughs> and if life was a woman, she would be my wife. Why? 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 Because I like life. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great movie. Y'all, if y'all haven't seen yes. if you have Paramount Plus, search for Scrooge with Albert Finney. Sir mm-hmm, Alec Guinness right. as Marley in there, you know, Ben and, Kenobi himself.
1: And, oh. and even though it's not as good, it's not as good, but it's made for children. On uh, Netflix, they do have a cartoon. And the same guy who 50 years ago, 52 uh, years ago, uh, produced that film and produced the the music to that film. Um he did the music for that and he passed away this mm-hmm. year. And you can see that in this film they it said it's it's left in his memory. So even though it's not as good and they don't do all the same songs, there is five of the songs kind of remixed and nice. put into this film. So you get um five of them and like I said it's not as good. But it is good and the animation's outstanding and there's a few things they put in there that I thought were really nice. They uh a really interesting um, Marley scene, and uh, they, they they did a very interesting job. So yeah, they have thank you very much in there.
0: Oh good. And, uh, See now yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it.
1: Yeah, and they have I um they have I like life in there. It's a different version, uh, but they also have um beautiful Christmas morning in there.
0: Oh um, good,
1: my goodness. Yeah, I didn't realize and, it was gonna and, be that
0: close to that the old movie. Yeah, and like oh. I said,
1: they they redo it and they do. And, and there's also a kind of a neat duet in there of uh. Oh, um, uh, happiness is a pleasure. Mm-hmm. They have happiness in there, and then at the end of the movie, where when Scrooge realizes that everything is um, is good, you know, uh, I will start a new. He sings that in there too.
0: Oh, oh, see, I'm gonna go watch that when we're done recording. Yeah. Now, now I'm kind of yeah. excited to see it. <laughs> Yeah,
1: because it's, like it's not as I,
0: good. I just watched the live action it, last night, though, too. It's, <laughs>
1: but it's still good. What's yeah. that, buddy?
0: I just watched the live action. The, the old one, uh, Scrooge yeah. actually, was watching it last night. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm going to watch that I don't care. I'm watch the cartoon so, version now.
1: There you go. So it, it's it's a modern version. It's for children. But it's still good. I watched it with my mom. And I saw her and I said, see, there you go. So, And, in fact, the Christmas present is kind of alien looking. And he he almost reminds me, the scene reminds me a little bit of the genie. from uh from uh and also i mean you'll just see how they did it and i love how the christmas present is almost i mean the christmas past i mean is almost like a candle because yeah yeah, she's supposed to have light
0: yeah and that's what the book is more descriptive like a candle so
1: she's like a candle she like looks like wax and it's so well done that she really does look like wax when you see her and you're like wow they did a really great job and she's she's I love her. She's just great. You know, and it's funny you so should great. mention
0: that. It reminded you of the genie because last night, uh, as I was watching the the old movie, uh, when the door starts to light up and you just hear, ha, 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 and he's laughing. Yes. I was thinking of the genie when he first appears out of the thing and you just hear, ha, ha, yeah, ha, 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 and, and then, like, yeah, oh, you know, ah, I don't know, but the laugh kind of just reminded me at one point he comes out of the lamp that way.
1: Yeah, so. you'll you'll like it. They, like I said, it's not great, but it's but it's good. And Fred. And this is a lot of fun. And another thing they added, because like I said, it's for young people. One uh, one thing they added, too, that I actually really like is they gave a dog to Scrooge. And it's not Scrooge's dog. It was Marley's dog. But ah. he left it to, for Scrooge to take care of. And Marley is outstanding in it. He has this really curly mustache. And when he comes back, there's there's ice and all this stuff. Like I, the flames turn into ice and it's just really great
0: looking I love that part (laughs) well I'd say we've covered uh, what have you been watching pretty good I didn't mean to do that I apologize that's perfect time that's why I was like you know normally this would be a movie review but you know what that's what we've been watching this week we've been watching some Christmas that's one of them oh yeah And then, All right, so I'm going to dive in now with what have you been playing, because I got to talk about Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, which uh, I was waiting and anticipating for this game for a long time, and it came out last week, and I was waiting. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to play it until I get time on my vacation to just sit down uninterrupted, because I wanted a live stream, and I've been broadcasting it, by the way, at the Neverland official gaming channel. You can come and check this out. So every day I've been playing for about an hour or two in the mornings. I, w- I might play it again some more later, but... I've really been enjoying it. Uh, it's, it's very different from the old Final Fantasy remake. I thought it would play similar to that, but apparently this is more akin to the old PSP Crisis Core game and plays like that, which is different because you have like a hub area and then you go on side missions, but you uh, your action bits are, okay, now I'm going to play this mission or I'm going to play this side mission, and you, you kind of choose like a, a mission thing and you go on it, but you also can go and uh, do things with your gear and make different materia and stuff, so so it's, it's, it's very different, but it's a whole lot of fun. It's greatly voice acted. The music, of course, is fantastic because it's it's the same guy with Final Fantasy VII where the music is fantastic. Uh, but I've been having a heck of a lot of fun, especially I'm one of the people that I play an RPG like this. I will do every side mission before I do the next main mission because when I do the next story mission, I want to be so overpowered that I'm like, oh, yeah, whack, <laughs> whack, 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 you're done, and I move on to the next challenge. So I've been having loads of fun playing it. I definitely recommend it if you're fans of the Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, or or Final Fantasy in general because it is more of an action game. And uh, so I've been getting pretty good at uh, when to use some of my special abilities and some of the different ways you put it together. It's a little confusing at first, but once you start doing it with combining materia and all this kind of cool stuff, it gets to be really kind of neat some of the effects that you can create with making new materia. So yeah, I've been playing that, and soon, you know, this, maybe even after we get off of this today, uh, I got Phil. I gave him his early Christmas present. I got him that the new Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm looking forward what, to trying. I want I keep forgetting what to call it. Uh, Unleashed? Is it Ghost Unleashed? Uh, something like that? Or Spirited? I or, the,
2: I it's think the spirited, online.
0: Isn't it? Yeah, something like that. It's uh, Spirits Unleashed. That's what it is. Spirits that's, Unleashed. That's it. And so as soon as we get you <laughs> good and set up, man, we're gonna go bust some ghosts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have it sitting in the bag over here. I haven't looked at it much since Sunday night because. I was so exhausted after yeah. the Christmas program, and I hadn't at, at that point. I hadn't slept in over twenty four hours, and I thought for certain I was going to sleep all night long. All that didn't night happen. long, all night snoring, <laughs> all night. But it didn't happen like I hoped. I hoped mm. I would, but I, what happened was, I got a, I got a phone call from uh, Pakistan, and what? um, mm-hmm, I got a phone call from Pakistan, and uh, there's a, a a very neat man. Uh, from Pakistan, who's been getting a hold of me, and uh, him and his family have been talking to me online, but but they're eleven hours different from us. yeah, and so they're wanting me to minister to some people of his church. He's wanting me to do a sermon, so I got to get up um, at uh, what what hour was it He wanted me to do this. so oh oh, at uh, seven in the morning here in a couple of days, I'm gonna have to get it might be tomorrow. I have to get up and and uh, dress up and uh, preach a sermon. Uh, in for the people of Pakistan I'm gonna oh, preach wow. and he's going he's going to uh, oh what I'm trying to say he's gonna I'm gonna do it in English and he's gonna do it in their language I can't remember what the language is right now he told me but I can't recall it right now wow yeah so that's what I'm he, he's he found me online and watched me uh, on, a, I think it was uh, YouTube. Yeah, he watched my sermon, and he became so. You, you're involved with that, Jeremy.
0: Moment of Truth with Bible helped. Baptist Church. Yep. By the way, y'all come check out our YouTube. You can you can see our church services. You can even Thank see our you. Christmas program that we've did. Yes, um, which uh, yes, you have so, got some old ones from the '90s that I'm going to have to get a hold of. I'm going to yes, put those up yes. in there too. We also have so a podcast what, that I'm, I'm broadcasting the sermons and uh, and stuff like that. Which I'm trying to get so, caught so up on. So that's
1: what happened. He he saw it. So he's having me. He wants me to to preach a sermon about salvation to the people of his land. And I said I would do that. You know um, I'll, I'll, should
0: Should we set up over at the church on that day, I'll, and then we can uh, then I can make sure we can live stream to do whole thing to make sure this works. I'm not proper? sure.
1: I'll, I'll find out what'd be easiest for him. But I'm gonna yeah. do it. I'll do it. A little uh, plan of salvation
0: for him and and for them all. And, they want you to be able to Skype in or Zoom in, and how this? How yeah,
1: it? I'm going to do it uh, through WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp is it, how he. Okay. Yeah, and, and I'm going to do that for him. And uh, okay, because yeah, yes, uh, if I you need assistance do, to, need to, to
0: get it set up on our end, I don't know, but like, hmm. yeah, I told I I do. whatever. Out. Whatever they need me to do, I'll do. Cool. You know, That's awesome. Spread the word. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's one before we go on to our our news. There's definitely a story I want to share that I think is, uh, this is because I think this is funny. Okay. Now, other than, uh, you know, I, it's kind of the joke where somebody even pointed out in First Blood, if you look in the police station, you'd see some Christmas decorations. Oh, it is Christmas, yeah. Yeah, because it's during Christmas time. Uh, but, okay, so we know yeah, Die, Hard. <laughs> Die Hard takes place during a Christmas party. Uh-huh. It's during Christmas time, so people will consider that to be a Christmas movie. So, the Weapon did, too. Yeah. Here, here's what, I, what I've made. It's the funny. So somebody on Facebook, and I don't remember who, posted a photo of of their TV screen, and it's clearly the house from Home Alone. And you know how how people like to go like, oh, there's special people who go into Disney parks like, where am I? And I always like to tease them when they do that type of thing. It's like, you don't know? Look for security. I, I, they'll be able to help you. They'll help you find out where you are. You know, I always tease them. So... Because I'm a smart aleck. And so they put up this picture of the Home Alone house, the McAllister house, and said, what am I watching? I said, oh, isn't that the prequel to Die Hard? Where you meet mm-hmm. John McClane as a small child named Kevin, who after an incident with two burglars has to go into witness protection and move to New York with his family. And they changed <laughs> the, the McAllisters to the McClanes and changed Kevin's <laughs> name to John. That's how it all came to be. See, that's how John McClane was ready to deal with some hostages because he had you know, already dealt with two burglars. He trained it, yeah. But see, and I thought it was hilarious, and that the guy did, too, that would posted it, and I'm like, that's what's that's going weird. on. That is the prequel that, and now, that to me, in my head, is canon. That is the prequel to Die Hard. See, yeah, the McAllister's became the McLean's. See? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Could you imagine the mixture if you did have, like, the, that's a young John McLean and have him say, now I have a paint can. Ha, ha, ha. You know, ho, ho, ho. That kind of thing. <laughs> just, yeah, that's a good idea. yippee yay Marvin Harry. There you go. So, yes, I'm sorry I'm a little bit insane. Let's do some news.
2: Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. All
0: right, I don't have a whole lot I want to get to, but I do. This is the the important thing. I have moved our podcast uh, servers basically over to Red Circle. Now, I have spent uh, a good amount of time... On our website, converting everything over to where, where the files are found over to Red Circle instead of over at Libsyn. I'm going to be canceling at the end of this month my Libsyn account. There's been a redirect that should have gotten your feed to where it's going through Libsyn. Granted, I've been putting up the episodes on Libsyn and on Red Circle uh, since then. But there's been a redirect that should be sending you to Red Circle automatically. But at the end of the month, I don't know if that redirect will still be there. So you may have to relook up where wherever you're looking to listen to the podcast. I've gone through and extended everywhere and I'm sending the feed through Red Circle. So you might want to check your feed. Uh, or if you go to neverlandpodcast.funk.com, you will find the RSS feed to get through the Red Circle. Uh, also, if you, if you just search for Neverland the Phantom Nexus, I think Red Circle will even have a page up there, but you should be able to get the RSS feed. It's a brand new, and if you don't get it done, come January, you're not going to find the show anymore. So I wanted to make sure you all know to find it there, and you will probably be hearing some ads. And if you do and you don't want to hear those ads, become a Patreon supporter today for just a dollar a month, and you can get your own RSS feed with no ads, and we will greatly appreciate you. But I wanted to make sure I tell you all that. Make sure uh, that you uh, check your subscription here come the end of the month. Also, um, this is – well, okay, I'm going to pull up a a thing here while I'm doing it, but this is exciting. For those of you in the Kansas City area or or plan to be in the Kansas City area, whatever you want to call it, Planet Comic Con, March 17th through the 19th, 2023 at the Kansas City Convention Center we will be well at least I'll be there at both of them but we do have two panels scheduled one for Friday evening and one for Sunday afternoon I couldn't get anything on Saturday and I have special guests coming down from the Walt Disney Hometown Museum in Marceline Kay Mallens and Sumner I'm forget his last name are going to be coming down we're gonna be talking about all the animators that came out of the the Laugh-O-Gram Studios and what they went on to do and also about the beautiful hometown of Marceline and the impact it had on one Walt. Disney, it's going to be great. Make sure you're if you're coming to play Comic Con that you come on Friday and Saturday, and you come to those panels. We're going to have a great time. Uh, you get to meet Philip on Friday at least, uh, but you'll be able yes. to meet me at both of them. Uh, Philip's going to have to preach on Sunday, and I'm going to have to miss church. Sorry, but I got to be able to okay. set up. <laughs> I we'll can't help it.
1: it. Down, we'll record it nonetheless. Jeremy. Yes,
0: I will make That's sure it. that you have some live stream set up either through probably through your laptop. I might need my laptop for my program. Yeah, no problem. So I will make sure that we get set up so the live stream still happens.
1: I'll probably be there, be there. I'm talking about Comic-Con now. Yeah. I'll probably be there on Saturday nonetheless yeah. so that I can at least see my man. William Shatner <laughs> going to be there. And
0: I'm, I'm probably going to try to buy myself a ticket so I can go on Saturday as well. And mm-hmm. I will be appropriately dressed up probably at least maybe Friday, Sunday. Uh, I don't know about Saturday. Saturday I might be wearing a Phantom Nexus shirt. But uh, Philip for Christmas got me a pan hat. So all i got to do is wear a Spider-Man outfit and my pan hat. And I am officially dressed as the Spider-Pan. What's needed oh, to happen for years now is finally going to cool. happen. No,
1: I, I found that spider pan pan hat that this Disney shop thing or a peter, and, pan hat, really. <laughs> yeah, well, peter Pan hat really yeah this peter Pan I guess yeah, it's now not... it's a
0: spider pan hat <laughs>
1: uh, i'm sorry i found that the <sighs> peter Pan hat and it was it was awesome as an adult hat. And it was, I kid you not, it was $5. That was it. It was on sale. They were getting rid of it because uh, Halloween was over. I almost said Easter. <laughs> yeah. Easter was over. Uh, but Halloween was over. And I guess they were trying to get rid of it. And I, I was able to get it. Boom. I was like, well, all right. So that's perfect for Jeremy.
0: Yeah. Had your name on it. <laughs> all right. Now I want to read you all an email uh, that I got. Uh, it's a, the Laughagram newsletter. Uh, That is, of course, for the laugh Studios, and there's the Thank You Walt Disney organization that's been trying to rebuild. Uh, But they sent out a December newsletter, and I want to read this to you all. says, when you turn 100 years old, you just might need a facelift. Well, indeed, that's just what the McConaughey building has needed. That is, of course, the building that the studio was in. Walt Disney's Laugh-O-Gram Film Studio was located on the west end of the second floor of this building. Thank you, Walt Disney, the nonprofit that owns the building, secured a $160,000 Heart of the City TIF Award from the City of Kansas City, Missouri, which they matched with a $152,000 from the Walt and Lily Disney Foundation and $8,000 from local donors. The building has Has been undergoing significant tuck pointing and other renovation work to its facade. Progress on this facelift suffered a six-month setback in July of 2021 when a woman crashed into the northeast corner of the building, causing $93,000 worth of damage. After resolving insurance coverage, progress resumed this year, and the planned restoration work is nearly complete. The Heart of the City Tax Increment Financing Facade Program added an additional $40,000 of funding in June of 2022 that will be matched for a total of $80,000 that is planned for first-floor windows and doors. Dello Echo Industrial is the restoration company that has been working on the tuck pointing and facade restoration. Fundraising is currently underway for the full renovation work needed beyond just the exterior facelift. That project is a $6.4 million project. The architectural firm Multi Studio, formerly Gould Evans, has completed building drawings and a centric construction has submitted cost projections for the full construction project. The Multi Studio architectural firm has developed a three dimensional walkthrough of the building. Dimensional innovations of Len- Next, it is working on exhibition concepts to tell the story of Walt's first commercial animation studio here in Kansas City. Once renovated, the building will feature historical exhibits about Walt's work in the Lafagram studio, a classroom for digital media training, a small theater, and a PlexPod co-working facility for digital media entrepreneurs. To see a presentation showing plans for the renovated building, click here, and there is a YouTube link. Uh, I will put this into our show notes. I am kind of want to look at it myself. I'm also curious about this three-dimensional walkthrough. I haven't looked at this yet. Uh, I kind of wonder what uh, three-dimensional if they have like some uh, ooh, yeah, there's a link here on Vimeo for some other stuff but yeah I will try to put some links up in the show notes uh, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com I will have those links there I don't know the, the red circle page I can put the, that type of a link properly um, I'm having to change how I do stuff because I can't use HTML over there but there is some progress happening with this Kansas City studio and you know what I'm, I might even bring this up I might even talk to them uh, when we go and talk about the time in Kansas City there
1: and all I can say is it's about time.
0: Yeah. So I've been
1: hearing, a, I've been hearing about some of this stuff since 1994 and that is no joke. Yeah. Actually, it was a little bit before that, but that's no joke. I've been, I was a senior in high school when they first put it up in the news that they were trying to get that building and they were planning on doing all this stuff. And I say all this, stuff, not all this stuff, but do stuff with it. But people got it. But as you can see, It's taken a long time to get stuff
0: done with it. (laughs) Yep. But it looks like things are on the move. But here is something. Uh, This is kind of a, uh, a bit of a premiere trailer, but it's more of a news than a movie trailer. And I just wanted to share this. This is cool. And the audio is not set to go out the proper way that I wanted it to.
1: We need new heroes. I'm start San to Francisco.
2: The city by the bay is under siege by forces not of this world.
1: We need new heroes. Fearless recruits. With the guts to look evil in the eye. Who are
0: we gonna call? You now this is where I'm gonna get in. Copyright trouble. PKE meters out.
2: I got a few hits. Blast it. Ah! It, it behind
0: you ah! out. okay well I'm gonna stop that because of the fact that the the music is gonna get me into trouble but what we're looking at here is uh, and I don't know if this is gonna be mainly like like PlayStation or whatever but for those of you that have a VR set imagine playing a Ghostbusters game with your VR set. Yeah, it looks like that's what's going to be. Basically. Yes, it is a VR game called Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lords. Uh, this might also be a part of the uh, Facebook meta type of thing. I don't know, but uh, a VR Ghostbusters game would be a lot of fun if I had the equipment to do it. Because uh, basically, you know, you know get to have your blaster. Uh, I wish I did. -hmm. Although I'd probably get dizzy. I don't know. I I don't know how well my body would handle it.
1: I personally couldn't because of the seizures and other things. Yeah. I don't think it would do well for me. Although it would be a blast before I go into the seizure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I'm afraid to know. Okay. Okay. Sorry. That's probably not funny. Well, it at least uh, sounds like a ghostbuster thing already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could all just go badly, but yeah, I don't want to be like I'm making fun of you because you know I wouldn't do that. Oh, it's okay. So. Be, it's alright. I knew you did mean it. Okay. Well, I, and just because we need to keep roll the show rolling and we've been jabbering on for already half the show. Let's go ahead to the trailer park.
2: Mama, now the Gator got you in the house. Now the Gator. Give me that shovel. Come here. Oh. Get him her, oh. Get that thing. The Neverland trailer park.
0: Now, I don't have this on my list, and I'm not going to play the audio because it is strictly just the music from, uh, uh, well, I think there's a name for the music, but it was used in like, the old Space Odyssey, what, 20, 20, 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, but you know, the, you know the tune, and that's primarily all you'll hear, but we got a little teaser peek at the Barbie movie, and it's just the comedy we thought it would be because uh, yeah. they're, they're kind of making fun and making light of the concept. Although Mattel is fully behind this, they're the ones throwing the money up for this because uh, you get a get a small look at what the, the world is going to look like and everything is in pink and looks very plastic. Uh, so it looks like they had some fun with it. It looks like they made it a musical. And uh, here's the other thing I find kind of funny. Okay, so everybody, if, you, if you've if you had anybody or had a sister or if you had one, had a Barbie in the lot, in, the, in your house, you've seen it naked, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, the funny thing is, that they got Margot Robbie and how that sounded I sounded
1: f- bad the way I said. It. I didn't mean it like that. It's, I used to babysit all the time. Yeah. You
0: know. <laughs> so you've seen a naked bar- a naked Barbie doll. Well, Margot yeah. Robbie, who, how I first heard of her was being uh, uh, apparently Starker's in the Wolf of Wall Street movie. So uh, technically, everybody's already seen Barbie naked, and that's appropriate because everybody's seen Barbie naked. Well, of oh, course, well, I haven't I, seen that movie, but I mean... I never have, so yeah, I don't Yeah, I hope. haven't, uh, but uh, yeah, I've heard all about Wolf of Wall Street, and apparently she, you, you see all of her there. So I, in a weird backwards way, that's funny. Because I have a yeah. weird right. sixth sense of humor, I'm sorry, but I do have a sixth sense of humor sometimes. But I just mean like, oh, so you came to fame by burying all and uh, Barbie dolls, especially when they you, when you get a little older, you have little kids that lose the clothes or whatever, and they have naked Barbies that'll just be lying on the floor. I just I found that to be funny, but yeah. <laughs> Moving <laughs> go. on, because Jeremy is a weirdo. <laughs>
2: There you go. Excuse me. Excuse me, everybody! Coming through! This guy's brother is going to die imminently! Out of the way, please! Just trying to clear a path. That's all I'm doing.
1: He's gonna be fine.
2: Chanterelle! Nice to see you, bud. Does this thing
1: work? Yes, well, great. Really, you just have to blow into it.
2: And up we go. Right
1: up? Whoa!
2: Okay, so these bricks are just floating here. Uh, Just pop in this pipe and we're on our way. It's the only way to fly, man.
1: Oh wow! Love these pipes.
0: Ugh. Here we are, Palace Doors. Big Big Boom. Come on! <laughs> now that was a clip that they released called Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, this Good is coming of April the 7th, Super Mario Brothers movie, and I love getting to hear. You know, the, the movie music that is—it's—it's it's from the games, and oh, I even—I love it. A so little far. back back joke there in the background going on that you almost don't notice is if someone is a shopkeeper and they're buying like a cartridge. Does this thing work? Oh, sure, you just have to blow in it. Yeah, like got, an old and Nintendo I love, cartridge. Did
1: he catch it? That was funny. yes.
0: It's it's in the That's background. Great. It's happening in his shop, and you just kind of listen to the conversation That's in the great. background. But I, every time I see something for this movie, I get more excited because I mean, this is the movie we've wanted that really is faithful to the world that you would exp- experience in the game that just seems normal to them, you know, that bl- bricks are just floating around and there's pipes that will warp you around wherever you need to go. It's fun. Oh, goodness I like how it's
1: kind of half making fun of itself, and, you know, that's great.
0: It's it's just being what it is. Like this is That's Super I mean. Mario Brothers. It's just like but here it is. it's kind of half
1: making fun of itself. Oh, I'm yes. talking about Mario. So it's kind of half making fun of itself with a little wink, wink. And yeah, I like, love that stuff.
0: Oh, just I am I am so excited for this movie. Everything just looks the way it should. And I haven't played a whole lot of the 3D games, but I'm just just from the old Nintendo games. I'm just oh I'm I'm buying this daggum soundtrack track too.
1: Oh, that sounds it's fun. I love mm-hmm. the music so far.
0: And after that comes out, I'm waiting for my Legends of Zelda movie that's going to be that much reference to the game. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. I'd be so excited for that. So that's April the 7th, and all right, now I have – this is actually – okay, this isn't like a movie trailer, but this kind of was released during the Game Awards, and it's just a little bit special. It's something for Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, which is a game that's coming out, and uh, because Kevin Conroy had passed away, they decided, you know what, let's do a reveal of what Batman's going to be like in that game. So oh, okay. they made they put a little scene out here. We love it. Bloody We got a cape
1: looking.
0: There. Hear that Arkham music there? Oh uh, yeah.
1: All right, Flash is clear. Keep your eyes on him, people. Somebody find the back entrance. Best dirty movie I ever saw! Oh, crap! This door will not hold. We must barricade it.
0: You stay here, pal. Okay, yeah, that's Harley Quinn talking to a Batman, like, stand-up type of thing that she, she bumped yeah. into, by like the way. Like cardboard almost. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See this? I spent a lot of time dreaming up how I was going to kill you with it.
0: Yeah, Captain Boomerang is part of the Flash's rogues gallery, right?
1: Yeah. And you're in for a world of. Oh, oh, hey guys! <laughs> oh, we were just having a I little. Did you hear that? Please, help
2: me! Hey, Bruce! Still using shadows to scare the crap out of us criminals, huh?
0: (laughs) Don't let it. Batman doesn't kill people.
2: I am the knight. I am Batman.
0: And it says, thank you, Kevin, on screen. And you hear everybody at the Game Awards was cheering. Uh, But there's been some speculation that maybe the Batman you're getting... In the Suicide Squad game, because it's made by Rocksteady, is maybe the same from the same Arkham universe. Because you even hear that little bit of the Arkham music there at the beginning. Do, 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 which would be kind of that Batman theme from the Arkham games. Um, there's going to be a slight edit that y'all are going to uh, notice. I'm going to have to cut a, a word out of there or put something on top of it. I forgot it was in there. I do apologize if I forget to edit it. But I have made a mental note that about 40 minutes into the show, I need to bleep something. So, but I am getting fairly excited for this game. For all I know about it, is Brainiac has done something to the Justice League and somehow corrupted them. And so the Suicide Squad is uh, finding a way to defeat the Justice League. Uh, and I think you might even, I don't know, don't quote me on this, but I think you have a choice with the Justice League members to kill them or find a way to save them. So oh, that'd be I, interesting. that would be an interesting choice. Like, you know, are you going to do because uh, oh, what's her name? Wanda? What's what's the name of the head of the Suicide Squad people? I forgot her name.
1: I can't recall. Oh, can't th- uh, yeah. Yeah, I see her. Yeah, I think it's Wanda.
0: Oh, I, I think I got it wrong with Wanda, But I don't know. But but she's basically, I guess, telling them your, your mission is to kill the Justice League. Uh, but, you know. They they ha- you have the choice to bring them around. Although it is kind of interesting seeing Captain Boomerang and he's got the Flash in his mercy as they've been is to defeat the Flash and he's got a, b- a bladed uh, boomerang. It says you know how many times I've dreamed of killing you with one of these. I'm like I I like the dynamic they're going to have. So this looks to be an interesting game and hopefully might do better than uh, apparently that Gotham Knights was not as good as everybody had hoped it would be. So moving on. Oh, this is <laughs> I should have kept this in the news because this is another trailer. That's another game, but. Oh my goodness. Uh, It's Star Wars Jedi Survivor it's official to Fallen Order. And this one shouldn't have any language in it.
2: The order is gone. I was betrayed by the one I trusted most. I will not be imprisoned again. Been busy making yourself the Empire's most wanted.
1: A Jedi. Remind our friend here why his kind are supposed to be dead.
2: Here we go this March. After all we've done, the Empire has only grown stronger. Thanks, Boat. Part of the job, Custis.
1: The Jedi is a threat.
2: Now that we have this, as long as we fight,
0: hope survives March seventeenth of twenty twenty three. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. (laughs) <laughs> now i warn you now, if you haven't played the original, you should play it, uh, but it is challenging. It is quite a difficult game, but it was so good. Uh, I feel like maybe I should play it again before the next one comes out, but I got a lot of other games to play. But oh my goodness, I am excited for this game. Uh, but of course, I got to get through Hogwarts Legacy. That's coming in February, so I got I to gotta play the dickens out of that one as well. So all right, uh, too many good games are coming. This has been a year of a lot of good games, and we're going to get into that later. But, oh, my goodness. So, Philip recently got a copy of Fallen Order, so hopefully you're going yeah, to get a chance to get through it. it.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, now, the next thing I have on my list for trailers that I watched this week, I can't really play you the audio. Well, I guess in France you wouldn't mind. Uh, but it's I, I thought this was interesting, and it looked fairly cool, and I think we might be able to watch it here in the States. But France has made a Three Musketeers movie. Oh yeah, and that's appropriate because that's where the, the book comes from. It so is, yeah, that's it's supposed to be. I would, I think they tried to follow the the book a little bit better. Uh, yeah. It does have Eva Green, which you might know from uh, I think the second three hundred movie. I think she was in that, but I mainly remember, know her because the only movie I think I've seen her in uh, has been uh, Casino Royale. Um, very very pretty lady, uh, but she's playing. Um, I've forgotten the name of the uh, um, Rebecca De Mornay played her in the Disney version. Um, but she's playing apparently that role. But it's all in French. I think I saw that this is, might be on Netflix. But I did see a trailer and I just wanted to bring it up. There's the Three Musketeers and the French language uh, that they made in France. That, that actually looks exciting and very cool. And so I kind of want to watch it just because. <laughs> Plus it's in yeah. French. So, But yeah, I'm not going to play the audio because, well, it's in French. <laughs> <laughs> but here's something else we're excited for. New trailer for Spider-Man oh, yeah. Across the Spider-Verse. I can hear you being quiet,
2: Mom. I, um, hope I didn't ice your game, man. No one my age says those words in that order. It's just hard to see my little man not being my little boy all the time. Yeah. For years, I've been taking care of this little boy.
1: Oh. Making sure he is loved.
2: That he feels like he belongs wherever he wants to be. He wants to go out into the world and do great big things. Not bad, kid. And what I worry about most. I love you, Miles.
0: Is they won't look out for you like us. Miles! Wanna get out of here?
2: Wherever you go from here, you have to promise to take care of that little boy for me. Make sure he never forgets where he came from. And he never doubts that he is loved. And he never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there. I promise, Miles. I promise. Who do you think you are? Really? We are supposed to be the good guys. We are.
0: All right, I think I got some description in here. Miles Morales returns for the next chapter of the Oscar-winning Spider-Verse saga, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. After reuniting with Gwen Stacy, Brooklyn's full-time friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is catapulted across the multiverse, where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. But when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles finds himself pitted against the other spiders and must redefine what it means to be a hero so he can save the people he loves most. And what is flipping cool about this if and it goes by really fast you get to see all these different Spider-Man and you'll see the PlayStation 4 video game Spider-Man, you'll see the the Bagman, uh, so many different little Spider-Man just popping up and I hope they get a little bit more screen time and uh, and do some things in the final movie which we will get to see very very soon. I didn't look at the end to see when that's coming out, but uh, especially get to see the Spider-Man of 2099 Miguel in there as a prominent role, that's going to be awesome. I think Philip's chewing on something. (laughs) Yeah, I'm
1: actually eating some oatmeal. Ah. And uh, my mother put some uh, eggnog in that oatmeal.
0: Eggnog in the oatmeal? I've never Mm -hmm. tried that. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, you know, sometimes people put milk in. I can taste some milk and some eggnog in there, too. It's very good. I'm
0: going to have to try that now.
1: That was very, very good. Mm. Now, I'm looking forward to to seeing that uh, Spider-Man. You know, one thing, I enjoyed that first one a lot, and I didn't know what i think of it. And at the time, when you brought it over for me to watch, I didn't get to go to the theater to see it like I wanted to. But I also had, at the time, I had gone through brain surgery, and uh, Jeremy had brought it over to for, for me to watch. And that meant a lot to me. Um, and I, So I got to enjoy it at my house. I had just, just, just escaped a month of brain surgery and all. So that movie means a lot to me for that
0: yeah, and we had a good you know, old time watch you it, were like like oh, jones really in the whole time man you were having a ball if you
1: if anyone here is listening has ever been in the hospital you know how uh painful it is and i'm not just talking physically emotionally and mentally and all that especially if you've had brain surgery i'm talking about the mental part and i'm not saying any other thing it doesn't hurt as back as it does but mentally and emotionally and all that stuff not to mention when I finally got home and I'd only been at home for a short time, I ended up going through other things right after that, which yeah, was <laughs> painful and hurtful. However, um, so I didn't get to stay in the house for very long. I was in there for half a year. That was it. But um, that being said, to to be gone for a month, an entire month, in the hospital and not to be able to do anything. I had wires stuck in my head and everything else. They wouldn't let you even use the restroom on your own. And uh, it was a terrible, terrible thing. I was filmed and everything I said and did, it was awful. But that being said, to be able to finally get home and send, there's a sense of freedom. It would stuff we just take for granted. Like I said, you can't even use the restroom without help. They don't let you, it, they won't let you move. If you move too much, this alarm goes off on your bed and all that. I'm just so annoying. So to to have the freedom to get to sit there, I felt this sense of thank you, Lord. I've taken so much for granted, and just being able to sit there in a chair and the and with my friend coming over and bringing over the stuff, and I was able to drink pop, all this stuff. It felt so good. It felt like a sense of Christmas after Christmas. <laughs> sitting there watching that with you, and I was I was just sitting back and enjoying it. Oh, I was enjoying it.
0: I need However, to watch it again.
1: Oh, yeah. However, I will say this, and this is not anything against that movie whatsoever. I enjoyed the whole universe thing. All these Spider-Mans and other things are opening up. I, As much as I enjoyed that, and I also enjoyed the other Spider-Man movie with the three Spider-Mans together. Mm-hmm. But since then, you've also also had DC in the, on the TV have all their universes come together. Yeah. You've also have new universes open up in other DC films and also other Marvel films and all this stuff. And I'm... I fear they're milking the universal, you know, the, the multiverse thing. Multiverse—that's yeah. the word. I'm for, thank you. I fear they're milking it to where it's almost too much, and and this is <laughs> yeah. nothing against. I like the idea to a point, but it almost—I don't know—it's almost too much at yeah. one at some point, and it's it's just too much. But that's a—that's not to say I'm not looking forward to this. I really am. I just hope they don't destroy the idea because at the time I'm I'm going back now to the '60s. At the time whenever you had the mirror, mirror idea with Star Trek, hmm. that was yeah. like kind of the first of its of its kind. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying there was not another. There might have been in a book b- before even that. Who knows? But that, but was, that, that was a big deal the, on
0: Star Trek. Oh, it was. I you mean, know? the alternate universe where, it, where everything's opposite and the Federation yeah. was evil.
1: In fact, I remember. Wow. it's might even be before that I've seen that. And I know I've heard of it before. They're talking about the mirror, mirror. But I remember back in the day when I there was a remember on Mork and Mindy when Mork, uh, I don't remember what it was he took, but he took something that made him shrink. And he ended up going into another universe because he shrank into a universe where he he was like kind of in a medieval thing and a medieval world. And there was these three stooges like dudes there. And uh, he ended up falling in love with the uh, the woman there who's, of course, Pam, Pam Dauber, you know. But he fell in love with her there and uh he ended up something happened I remember I don't remember say he, he had the hiccups or something like that or he had the hiccups or something or he ended up going to that He strength you know they always had some silly thing they would do yeah and uh but anyway he went into another universe and uh and then he came back into another but they all had basically uh twins of people from his other universe so I I, I remember even then I thought it's so weird that there'd be another world another universe but he discovered it and that's where I first started figuring out. In some worlds, I'm talking about uh, our TV worlds, they have multiple universes in them, and mm-hmm. it's kind of fun. And I started figuring out Star Trek and other ones where, you know, twin universes and all that, and parallel, these what we usually call yeah, it. yeah, parallel, yeah parallel universe. You know, but it's kind of fun. And they've had it in DC because we had Crisis <laughs> on in Infinite years. and yeah, yeah, but it's fun. Back then, they had a whole bunch. There was even more than 51 back then. Mm. There was tons of them. and That's where you had multiple Batman, Supermans. Cause, cause this is what happened in the 1950s because of a guy... I'm not saying it's the only reason why it happened, but this guy started saying that there was all sorts of stuff that was going on and, uh, uh, and that Batman and Superman, all of them was the reason why there's evil in the world and that it had to do with um, uh, certain lifestyles and other things. Uh, that's what... It was uh, making kids do things that wasn't right or whatever, and that's what he was saying. So therefore, they could no longer have villains and deaths and murder and, and monsters and things mm-hmm. coming out of comic books. So DC was being creative, and Marvel wasn't around yet, or at least not under that name.
0: Yeah, it was Timely Comics back yeah. in originally. So.
1: Yeah. So what they ended up doing was they had to make kryptonite everything. I mean, kryptonite <laughs> everything. And they, that's that's where you had uh, crypto and that's where you had ace the bat hound and all them and some people are like oh those are the bad years no i think it was actually very interesting that and what imaginative people yeah that they had to come up with other things besides just murderous and villainous. they had to do just about everything they could you know yeah and um i i think we had some pretty cool stuff because of that you yeah. know multiple universe stuff
0: yeah so and now the multiverse has gotten so expansion that they'll consider, in some area, anything that happened in a video game is somehow another canon to the comics. Or, you yeah. know, even in the movies, they just combine everything now.
1: I don't necessarily like all of that, but there is
0: some interesting stuff you get, like this new movie that we just saw a preview of. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Here's something that looks cool. Now, I, I, I don't like to do anything that's going to be R-rated, but I, and I haven't seen the Quiet Place movies, but uh, neither one of those got an R rating, so I don't expect this one will be. But this is from the writers of the Quiet pa- Place and producer Sam Raimi. It's a movie just simply mm. called 65. Uh, and I, I saw this, and I thought, like, well, that looks interesting. Now, I don't know if you've seen anything on this yet, Philip, but uh, take a look at this. There's something alien out there.
2: Location unknown. Charter 373 This is Commander Mills My ship was hit by an undocumented asteroid Transporting 35 passengers On a long-range exploratory mission Send help ...fresh landed on an uncharted celestial body. I don't know where we are. I've located one survivor. A giant. The atmosphere is breathable. There's something alien out there. And move You and I are going to get home
0: March 10th. All right, let me read a description on this that thing. That's good. Yeah, I I I was waiting for your reaction since you hadn't seen it when when you get the reveal. But uh, here's the description. After a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, pilot Mills, Adam Driver, quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago, if you believe that sort of thing. Uh, Now with only one chance at rescue, Mills and the only other survivor, Koa, a little girl played by Ariana Greenblatt, must make their way across an unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures in an epic fight to survive. From the writers of A Quiet Place and producer Sam Raimi comes 65, a sci-fi thriller starring Adam Driver Ariana Greenblatt and Chloe Coleman, written, directed and produced by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. The film is also produced by Sam Raimi, Deborah Leibling and Zainab Azizi. Imagine something that looks, I love this trailer because it looks like it's going to be the sci-fi thing in space or whatever and they crash land on some weird planet and then they're on Earth with dinosaurs! It,
1: it's got a very Twilight Zone feel. I'm Yo, talking about yes. that, whole, that whole, I mean I've seen that so many times I'm talking about, I don't mean this movie's not original, I don't mean that. What I mean is that whole thing on Twilight Zone where they'd be like, uh, that you, Jeremy, do you ever see that one? There's a great Twilight Zone one where this man and woman, they have to leave their planet on a rocket. And because everything's ending and it ends up, they end up going on another planet. And the guy's name is Adam and his wife's name is Eve. Uh-
0: no, I haven't seen. I that mean, one. of course,
1: that's not. Big. Oh, it's a good one. It's a great one. But they, they did such a great job. But they said, "Yeah, we got to go new play." And it's it, it's Adam and it's Eve. And, they, and you know, of <laughs> course, this is not a biblical thing, right. I, just like this movie. But it's fantasy. It's fun. Yeah, and it's this kind of a neat little look, you know. And what I loved about that on Twilight Zone, he's like, "This is not to say this." He tried to come out of his way, say they were not putting one down. We're not saying, and so, but you know, it's unique. We're just trying to tell a good good. fun story. Yeah, it looks very interesting. Yeah.
0: So this is something when it's like dinosaurs and sci-fi weapons and ships. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember? This is going to be great.
1: There was a lot of great cartoons that they used to have like that where sci-fi and and dinosaurs. Remember that weird cartoon called uh, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs?
0: I remember it existing and there was a video game of it, but I don't think I ever saw much Mm -hmm. of it. I think there was was, even toys. It was
1: a comic book. It was a comic book, Mm -hmm. uh, but it it had kind of a 1950s, 60s type appeal to it. And this guy was kind of classic looking. He was a kind of a 50 ish, 60 ish looking dude. I'm not talking about his age. I'm talking about his style. And the, there was a girl, she was of course, supposed to be sexy and attractive. And she, she looked like a gal that would have came out of a kind of a drive-in looking movie that you would have seen back then, you know? And, um, and there were these dinosaurs chasing him. you know, it, it's what it was is, you know, she looked like some, kind of a Barbarella type of gal. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just kidding. I can't think of her name right now, but that's the kind of gal that she would have been. And these dinosaurs are chasing him all the time. And he had a gun. He's shooting at him. It was interesting. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's pretty much what I've seen of the video games, yeah. too. Is, that's good. But, yeah, this I'm I, pretty excited for this. This looks kind of yeah. cool. And I I'm was like, oh, this might be kind of a horror movie, and it might be a bit. kind of scary, but the original Jurassic Park was scary, and that's what made it good. I enjoyed it. This yeah. looks like they've gone back to, oh, by the way, dinosaurs, if you do right, can be scary. So, yeah. and plus I like Adam Driver anyway, even yeah, in he's his cool. real life, you know, former Marine and he's very good with our troops and Heck stuff.
1: Yeah. Heck yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, I've got a repeat of a trailer we already saw. So I guess, uh, I guess that's the end of the trailer park. So now...
1: Oh, want to see a movie? Yeah, pretty good. It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A, a
0: Fandom a Nexus, Nexus Movie Review. So I haven't watched this yet, but you got a chance to watch the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio stop motion animated feature. So thoughts? What'd you think?
1: Yes, I liked it. You know, it was. it's not like the classic Pinocchio that we know.
0: But it yeah, was really it's well definitely done. not the Disney.
1: <laughs> no, it's definitely not the Disney. And I don't just mean that either. I mean, I've seen other versions and I still haven't gotten to watch the live action Disney one, which
0: I still want to. Um,
1: but I like if you it. don't I, ever
0: see it, you'll not regret it. <laughs> I, I, I kind of had it. fun I with locked. it, but I don't think I'd want to watch it again. because the second time is where I'm probably going to be like, yeah, this isn't really that good.
1: But I, I did like it. And the animation was fantastic. And uh, they made a lot of good points. It was one thing I enjoyed. They made a lot of good moral points. Uh, of, of it, and because it went more off the book, which is not to say it's exactly like what we know is in the book, because I haven't read it all. I've read parts of it.
0: I have. But, twice.
1: But there was a lot of neat things in it. And um, and one thing I really enjoyed was uh, Jiminy Cricket and, of course, Ian McGregor. We all like him. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm Hello there. But, but he was cool. But they also had it to where, uh, you know, he's supposed to be The Conscience. And he has him living in a hole in his heart, like in the chest and area. And Pinocchio's where the heart, heart to be. be specific. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can see that little area, and I thought that was really kind of cool. And they did a good job with that. And I really like uh, how they start the, the show off. They started off with, you're seeing Geppetto lose his son. And that is something i never seen before. And you see why he hurts so bad. And at first, he has a hard time... Uh, it's really weird. He creates Pinocchio, but he has a hard time accepting him too because you're not my boy, you know. And that would be hard because it's not. And and Pinocchio is Honry, which oh, I yeah. like. Yeah, because that's the way he's in the book. He's a he's exactly. a terrible kid. He's an example he's not, of what not well, to be. <laughs> and, and you can understand completely where Disney came from. Yeah, when Disney made it, he he could he had to make him sweet. He had to make him likable. He he made him almost naive. Yeah. We're in, in this, he's naive, but also kind of obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I like him still because it's like, I understand that n- naivety can also make a person somewhat of a creep be- selfish. Yeah. And, and, uh, if they're not disciplined, right. And in this case, well, we see it all the time. We saw it all a couple of years ago. Um, we see it right now. Um, uh, in this one, he hasn't been able to be raised yet. And, uh, <laughs> But I enjoy some of the things about it. it. It it deals with situations of death, and things that we don't usually get to see because they don't think kids can handle that. But yeah. unfortunately, it is a part of life, and so I like that they go that route because I thought this was kind of unique and it's different. But I thought they did a really good job. The animation's amazing; it's outstanding.
0: Yeah, from what I've seen the trailers, it looks really good. I like some good yeah, stop motion,
1: and I love how the the uh, the eyes of Pinocchio are, kind of look like knots in the wood. Huh it's very unique. They did a good, good job.
0: Yeah. And I'm, that's definitely on, on my next couple of weeks that I'm home. I'm going to make sure I sit down and watch that. Cause I was, yeah. I was meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it because I've been doing and too also, many Christmas things.
1: <laughs> one thing I, yeah, that was the thing I almost didn't watch. I said, no, I'm going to go ahead. And then I also like how in this, the, um, the fairy, you know, they had the blue fairy, mm-hmm. you know, and the fairy is uh, somewhat of a spirit and, uh, more than what we used to see. Because the the Blue Fairy in the Disneys, in the movies and all, and they all kind of base themselves mostly off Disney, most yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah,
0: was, Disney did such a great job of, of coming oh, up yeah, with their own version, really, of Pinocchio.
1: Yeah, and people usually, I don't know if you want to use the word copy, but it's based kind of loosely off that. Yeah, And um, so they most of the time go off that. It's almost a lot like a fairy godmother that you see so often and in those and this is not it's more like a spirit you would have re- seen in other things uh kind of has a peacock look on on its wings and all hmm. and what I like about it is it's not the only one because when he deals with death and other things you see other fairy type spirits and uh I thought that's interesting too that it's not alone there's other spirits around and I thought that's unique I yeah. like that very interesting stuff. I, I thought they did a very good job, and it's he, that man. What's the director's name? Again?
0: Guillermo del Toro. I know it's kind of hard to say his name. Guillermo. He's Guillermo, got one yeah. of those
1: great Latin names. It is very great, yeah. but I'm not going to be able to say it, so yeah. I'm not going to try. And he but is a he's he a
0: great director. He's won some best pictures. I think he did a fantastic did a job, job with his his Hellboy movies. Yeah, he uh, I mean, he's done some stuff that's pretty impressive. Cool. Mr. Gu- Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro. And, and I really Toro. wish he'd have made a Haunted Mansion movie like he was talking for years.
1: Yes, he would have done great. Oh,
0: he'd have been a fantastic because he's a huge I- fan I look of it. To that. Uh, but it's we got another Haunted Mansion movie and but it's not his. He did great.
1: He did great though. He did great in, mm. in, in with this film, I think. It was very unique. It was different. It, it cannot be compared to other stuff. So get a chance to watch it. And one thing I also like, it, I, by the way, I don't think lying is good in any way, shape, or form, especially as Man of God because it's you know thou shalt not lie that's yeah. not bear false witness but that being said um there there does come a time where Pinocchio realizes he has to lie for a certain thing but you'll see I, I love when he's doing it just it's so funny but anyway uh Pinocchio's hilarious I, I even in his orneriness he's funny
0: <laughs> so definitely a thumbs up check it out on oh, I'll give it a thumbs
1: up and and like I said, I can't even tell you how good the animation is. It's so old, old school, old fashioned, but it's done so well that you're like, oh, they they, they really took care of it. Awesome.
0: They yeah, I, it right. I haven't seen any, a good stop motion since uh, Kubo, Yeah, which, which that was so well done. That company does really great stop motion animation. I don't yeah. know if they were part of this project or not. Um,
1: it was so good, in fact, I couldn't tell. I thought for a while, I said, is this computerized? Is it stop motion? <laughs> is, I went back and forth trying to figure it out. I just couldn't tell. And, um, and I, cause things have gotten so smooth and so well done. It's hard to tell sometimes. Mm. That's how good stuff gets at, with, cause there's a, there's a Disney, uh, not that I'm trying to get into that, but there's a Disney show thing on right now on the Disney plus it's a, uh, Christmas short, I say short, it's like maybe 20 minutes about Mickey and his friends. It's a Christmas thing. And it's, I want to say computer animated, but it's supposed to look like a stop animated. Or maybe it's a stop animated. I don't know. It's mm. cute. It's very Is that Mickey the Mickey out. Saves
0: Christmas? Yes. Or something?
1: And it's cute. I need it's to watch that cute. one
0: too sometime. It's
1: very, very cute. But it looks like a stop animated, but it's so smooth and I almost say creamy. I meant to say smooth and and look so well done that I can't tell if it's stop mm. animated or computerized to look like stop animated. Yeah. So you mean stop motion what, animated? That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Stop motion. It just looks so well done that the old ones, and, and no, I mean no offense here, I love Nightmare Before Christmas, but it still has that choppy looking yeah. That's part too. of
0: the appeal to me, though. I know it. That's I part of the it. appeal.
1: But sometimes the, the new ones, because they use computers and stuff, they didn't have that really back then very well. So now they, they do it so well, it's hard to tell that it's stopped motion yeah. animation. They've gotten it's, it's so good. Done.
0: Oh yeah, good stuff. yeah. But it, it's a really it's a fantastic floated. artwork.
1: Yeah, they look it's like amazing. they're really floating back then. You knew it was on strings. I mean, yeah. But but let's be honest. If it wasn't for stuff like Rudolph, Rudolph and all that, mm-hmm. where they're all obviously the on Rankin
0: strings Bass, and love. Rankin yeah, if it weren't for
1: Rankin Bass, I thank you. I couldn't remember the name. Yeah. One if it weren't for Rankin Bass and people like that, we wouldn't have what we have now. Yeah. So that's why different people sometimes pick yeah. on them. No, no, no. no. Pioneer. If it not for them, you wouldn't have what you have. Yeah.
0: So I love. Yeah! but uh let's move on to what happened at the video game awards and i got like three different articles i think one it's uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna back up to the bottom of this list and go through this this other list because i think they've are uh, adding on to the top of it uh but i've got a list of winners from the game awards uh, and i got a story of something weird that happened mm. and then what was this list for Let's see. These are well. These were announcements. Okay. Well, I don't know if I necessarily need this list, but uh, apparently, a 15 year old kid got. I was on stage and grabbed a hot mic and didn't have anything to say. <laughs> uh, and they were. Uh, this is from uh, Polygon. It said Thursday's broadcast of the Game Awards ended in mass confusion thanks to an incomprehensible stunt performed by a 15 year old named Matan Even. When reached by phone on Friday with his parents' permission, he even refused to break character and dodge questions about everything from his political leanings to the circumstances of his removal from the Game Awards stage. Nonetheless, this reporter can now confirm that no matter what the original intent of his prank, Matan even is unfortunately not that creative. So, mm. yeah, uh, and this apparently happened when uh, from, from software when they were coming to get their, you know, uh, accept their award for Game of the Year for Elden Ring. Uh, this kid came up. And uh, kind of interrupted. But anyways, let's go knock off and list uh, some of these winners. And I'll go ahead and I'll let you know who was nominated. But So you have Best Adaptation. That's celebrating game-inspired projects across entertainment, including TV, movies, comics, and more. Uh, You had Arcane Legends of League of Legends, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. Um, and I think what they're trying to do is talk about movies made off of games and television shows because the Cuphead show is on Netflix, which I've watched some of that. Uh, Son of yeah, the Hedgehog 2, that movie right. was, I guess, just this year. The Uncharted movie, which I actually did kind of like. Uh, Cyberpunk, I believe is on Netflix. But Arcane League of Legends, I think that was also on Netflix. I never saw it, but that was your winner. And that was basically adapting a video game to uh, a TV series or a movie. The most anticipated game, this is recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably, uh, uh, demonst- there's the word, illustrated potential to push the game gaming media forward. And on the list was Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, of course they're talking about the remake of Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and our winner was The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which I didn't, I'm, I'm not as excited for that as I am some of those other the games that were listed, but okay. Uh, people are really anticipating, because I, well, I wasn't a huge fan of Breath of the Wild, and I think a sequel to Breath of the Wild, I think, uh, is why. I mean, it's, it's I'm not going to say it's a bad game, but I didn't enjoy Breath of the Wild as much as I have other Legend of Zelda games. Best esports game, of course, recognizing a specific esports game, not of the full organization, judged the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2022. The, uh, what we got is Dark Zero Esports uh, for Apex Legends, uh, Phase Clan, and that's CSGO. I have no idea what that game is. Gen G for League of Legends, LA Thieves for Call of Duty, and Loud Valorant was the winner. And I've never even heard of the game Valorant. Best esports game. I guess those were teams, but yeah, Valorant was the winner. I'm going to skip some of these, because, uh, or I'm going to go through some of them because I'm not that familiar and I can't comment so much. Uh, But Valorant was the winner of best esports game. They were up against League of Legends and Rocket League and Counter-Strike Global Offensive and Dota 2. I don't know what that is either. Dota probably stands for something. I know
1: Rocket League. Yeah, Rocket League, I've
0: had fun playing by myself. I haven't played it online. Yeah, I have that, actually. Yeah, because I got it for free on PlayStation for the the Plus thing. Uh, best eSports event, I'm going to skip that. Best eSports codes, I'm going to skip that. eSports, I'm not that interested in. We never really cover it. Uh, So, Best Multiplayer Game for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. And the nominees were Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Which would have been my vote, but the winner was Splatoon 3 for the Nintendo Switch. Which, I have not played any of those games, but I've heard people having a ball playing them. But I personally like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I I haven't really played that online so much. I should. You have a copy. I have a copy. Why aren't we playing that, Phil?
1: I don't know. We need to do that.
0: Yeah. Best Sim and Strategy Game. And this is best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. Dune Spice Wars. That sounds like it was probably a mobile game. Mario and the Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Total War, Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. I have not heard of Victoria 3. Some of these I'm familiar with. Dune Spice Wars I'm kind of curious about. Uh, But the winner here was Mario and the Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. And of course it's a Mario game. It's going to win. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Best sports and racing game for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing games: F One Twenty Two, FIFA Twenty Three, NBA Two K Twenty Three, Gran Turismo Seven, and Oli Oli World. What is that? I don't know. But your winner was Oli Gran- World. <laughs> yeah, the winner was Gran Turismo Seven. Uh, I well, I heard a lot of complaints when it came out because they they put some um, um, some extra purchasing. Uh, to, to get some yeah, of the cars for that game. I heard there was a lot of gripes about it, but apparently it's they did an excellent job. I've only ever played like the first one on the old PlayStation, and it was amazing how realistic the physics and how much the, the work they put into it. So I'm sure that is an amazing looking game if you're into racing games. Best family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. I'm going to have to, I'm just going to quit saying irrespective of genre or platform, even though it's on each one, because we'll just have to assume that it's, <laughs> it's yeah. in there. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, there's my vote, Mario and the Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. Although I've heard complaints about Nintendo Switch Sports that it's been, there's people been unhappy with it, but the winner was Kirby and the Forgotten Dreamland, or the, the Forgotten Land, which I'm going to have to try out. I've played some of the the old Kirby games, uh, but I would have went with Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker yeah, I've Saga. Heard a lot of
1: good things about about that. About Kirby. About the, about the Lego. The I, LEGO. I've, yet, I've yet to hear too much about Kirby, even though I remember him.
0: Yeah, he's that. Well, because you don't have a Nintendo Switch, so <laughs> I guess no, you wouldn't pay attention. No, I mean,
1: I remember the old. Yeah. In the remember the old magazine we used to be able to get. The the, Nintendo the Power. Oh, there's so many there different. Nintendo I got all Power, kinds of magazines. And there was a Nintendo One, but then there's another one that kind of. Kind of fit all of them. It was really I mean, games, Electronic something.
0: Gaming Monthly. Uh, you had the official PlayStation it. Magazine, the unofficial PlayStation Magazine. Uh, so many uh, magazines. I think it was the Game
1: Monthly one because. Electronic had, Gaming Monthly. That was, was one of the I biggest wins. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Kirby's, uh, I've played I played some of the old games up uh, because I have a, a Nintendo Classic and stuff. Uh, and But they're fun. And I haven't played this new Kirby game, but it looks really great. Um, but, my, you know, the Lego Star Wars, you know what? You can. Uh, we can do that that share console thing, and we can play that, brother. And I'm home for two yeah, weeks, I, man. We need to do some gaming.
1: Our friend has it now too, and uh, he uh, was telling me uh, he's a pirate. But he was telling the uh, pirate Sethro, Captain, he was sitting there telling me that uh, that it is a lot, a lot of fun.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, I have spoken with Lost Boy Eric, you know, which we I'm going to get him back on the show at some point. Yeah. Exactly. I need to find out his schedule so we can have him come back. Uh, he's he's already, I guess, played through the main story and he's trying to clean up and I think he's going for a platinum on that thing. Uh, but I was asking him, say, have you ever found a way to play online? He says, Nope, but you can do the share play if you have a PlayStation Plus membership. So it'd be like playing on the same console and you can do that yeah. to these players. So you and I, brother, we gotta play. Yeah, we can do that, yeah. So we got a lot of games to play there in the next couple of weeks. Best fighting game for the best game design, primarily around head to head combat. And you've got DNF Duel. I don't know what that is. JoJo's Babe. Bizarre Adventure, All Star Battle Royal. I, I've heard of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I've been told I should watch that anime. Uh, King of Fighters 15. Holy cow, that series is still going. Multiverses, which I've only played a little bit. And Sifu, which I've seen a little bit. I didn't realize there was head to head on Sifu. But the winner was Multiverses, although I. Uh, I think it needed a little work. I had a hard time following what was happening. It. I did a lot of stuff where it was teaching me all the different combats and all this complicated stuff. And then when I get into the gameplay, I just turn into button mashing like I was playing Super Smash Brothers. Um, but it is neat with all the characters they've put in there. Uh, have you played with the multiverses? Because it is free to play. What, what is multiverse? Multiverses. Sure what... uh, look it up. It's basically it's the Warner Brothers universe. Uh, so you have Bugs Bunny's playable, Stripe from the Gremlins gizmo, Batman, Superman, uh, Wonder Woman's playable. Uh, there's characters from Game of Thrones, which is I find kind of weird because this is a really aimed at children the way this is geared up, so I don't think Game of Thrones characters should be in there cuz children should not watch that show. Shaggy's playable, Velma, uh, lot just characters that anything Warner Brother owns is open season oh, so they yeah. may make that character. I remember
1: that. I forgot about it. Yeah. yeah, I remember now.
0: And it, I I did have some fun but I I, I haven't felt in Pl- and and uh, implied, is that the word? Uh, I don't know. I haven't felt like I want to go back and play it anymore after the first day I played with it, but I still have it uh, for PS4 because uh, it was free. Yeah. Moving on, though. Best RPG for the best game design with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. And on that list, we had Elden Ring, Live a Live or Live Alive, I don't know. Pokemon Legends, Arcerus? I I don't know how you're saying that. Arceus. Triangle Strategy and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I've heard of three of those. The winner, and I'm not shocked by this at all. Elden Ring, that is made by a company called From Software that is known for severe difficulty level, which is why I'm like, no, I don't really want to play that. I don't like games that stress me out because they're too difficult. (laughs) So I have not played Demon Souls or Dark Souls or any of those games that they've made. Yeah. Um, I just you know it's my only difficulty level that I can tolerate. It was like that. I was mentioning the Jedi Fallen Order it is very difficult but because it's Star Wars I can I can get myself through it but yeah I haven't you know I haven't really felt the compulsion to try Elden Ring out best action adventure game for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving all right, listed here, A Plague Tale, Requiem, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Tunic, I want to get. That looks adorable, by the way. It's your little. It looks like a Legend of Zelda old-school style game, but you're a little fox in a tunic. It uh, <laughs> looks very cute. Stray, I loved Stray. That's what you're we playing as a cat in a weird sci-fi adventure. Horizon Forbidden West, I haven't tried because I haven't finished the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn yet. God of War Ragnarok, I own a copy, but I haven't played yet. And Plague Tale, I've heard of, there's like two of those games now, and I haven't played either one. But the winner, and this is probably a surprise to no one who follows games, God of War Ragnarok. So I'll have to sit down and play it eventually. Uh, Heck, while we were at the Christmas program, Seth and James were talking about how far they'd gotten on it. And uh, I haven't played that yet, even though I own a copy because I bought it, you know, I got it with my PS5. Best action game for the best game in the action genre, focused primarily on combat. Nominees: Bayonetta Three, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, which would have gotten my vote. But our winner was Bayonetta Three. I didn't even realize they had made a third one of those. Uh, I'm not really down with the concept of that—that that you're a witch, that you're killing angels. Something about that just bothers my uh, Christian sensibilities. Yeah. So, but that one. Innovation in accessibility, recognizing software, software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help gamers be played or games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Basically, you know, like accessibility, it's like if you look at the accessibility options on your computer, if there's a handicap you have, it's games that are going, it's like, oh, well, we understand people have that handicap, so we're going to try to make it to where they can play it. And sometimes I've seen uh, like different peripherals that they made that. Maybe, if, maybe you only have one arm, but you need a controller that you can play with all, with one hand. All kinds of different things are being done for people who have handicap that, so they can still enjoy a video game. They're even doing things now for people who are colorblind so they can see better the game. That's nice. So lots of di- different things. So. The nominees, As Dusk Falls, never heard of that. God of War Ragnarok, Returnal, which I'm going to try that one. I've heard a lot of fun things about it. Return to Monkey Island, which I'm still working my way through some of the old Monkey Island games. The Last of Us Part 2, Part 1, sorry, that's where they remade the original because we needed that, apparently. And The Quarry. And the winner, once again, it's God of War Ragnarok. So apparently they did a lot of things to help accessibility on there. So good, good for you, game developers, to find ways to let everybody be able to play a game. That's good. Best VR or AR game, and that's for the get best game experience playable in a virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. That is after the fall Among Us VR. Ooh, they got a VR of Among Us. Wow. Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2. I've only heard of Among Us. I've played that on the regular, but Moss Book 2 won that one. I don't have any AR, VR type of capabilities, so, you know. <laughs> best Community Support. Now, that's I appreciate they give an award to Community Support. So that's, you know, that's recognizing for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates patches. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, they've done a lot of changes since that game came out and fixed a lot of things. But yet your winner here is Final Fantasy XIV Online, which I attempted to play because there was a trial for it, but I couldn't get into the servers. It was too crowded so I want to play that I'm, gonna, I'm if I ever get to where I can get in and try it I'll probably buy it I did purchase a copy of The Elder Scrolls Online and I played that for a little bit uh, but I got too many other story games that I want to get through before I play a game that has no end you know best mobile game uh, and that, I'll say it's a mobile game. <laughs> Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal. I'm surprised that even got nominated because everybody was unhappy. Genshin Impact. I didn't realize that had a mobile version. Marvel Snap and Tower of Fantasy. Genshin Impact, I've been playing on the PS4. Uh, but the winner was Marvel Snap, which uh, if you're on Facebook, you've probably seen they've been bragging about winning that. Uh, it's a card game. I haven't, I'm, maybe I should try it. I don't know. Best debut indie game, and, you're, and as soon as I say about the nominated, most of you who are playing attention to Games are probably going to know the winner. Indie games were Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. The winner, Stray, hands down, hands down, a great game. Have you tried that one, Philip? It's free on the PS not. Plus. Oh my goodness. Uh, you got to have some quick reflexes at bits when it gets action, but it's it's just fun well, playing as a cat. Sadly, I really can't have yeah. quick
1: reflexes you know that yeah, like
0: your left hand's kind of shot
1: yeah I, I can't move it much and you're gonna have a hard time playing my, jedi fallen order
0: plus with my brain activity
1: no uh, i'm not putting myself down i you know all he's had seven surgeries on. his brain don't function yeah. sometimes so i can't uh, in fact i'm starting to have some issues now i'm yeah. okay I'm going to, I'll be able to finish up here, but I'm just. Yeah. I won't be able to do much after that. Yeah. <laughs> for a Plus,
0: while. I don't know that you can comment on a lot of these because you're not an overall gamer. Yeah, you mainly playing no, I wrestling play games. games. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I've seen a few others, but but that's about it. I can't do a whole whole lot. I just, it, and it's it is because yeah. of some of the situation brain activity. Yeah. I, even when I study, I can't do a whole lot. I have to rest a lot. It just yeah. it is how it is. At least I can do some things.
0: Yeah. But we'll yeah. keep moving up this list here. Yeah. Best Indie Game for Outstanding Creative and Technical Achievement in a Game Made Outside the Traditional Publisher System. Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic were nominated. And can you guess the winner? It was Stray. I guess it's, it's a great game. It really is. Best Ongoing Game. This is, of course, for ongoing content. It involves the player experience over time. So this would be a massive multiplayer online or all these Battle royal games. Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy 14 Online, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Final Fantasy 14 wins, and I mean that game's even been around for a while because we're up through. I mean we're waiting for yeah. for for 16 to come out next year. So I mean this wow. has been a couple of games ago, and you know even some remakes of seven. Uh, but it has apparently really been gaining in stride, and I I really That's should good, play though.
1: it. I'm glad that it's you know even though I'm not deep into Final Fantasy, I played a little bit of it as you know uh, with you.
0: Yeah, you played a little bit of the, you played a little bit of the seven, uh, seven remake because they was. they put it for free on the PlayStation Plus thing, so you got. I said, oh, you, you got to try it.
1: I like that it's uh, that they don't just kick it out because yeah. some I've had some games where once they're up to the next one, they're like oh, we're done with that. Time to mm-hmm. make more money. And I like that they 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 keep it going.
0: Yeah, well, because this isn't on. It was meant to be. This Final Fantasy XIV is an online game. So I mean that's where they're talking about it. Being that it's so old, but it's still going as an online game, I'm surprised that they, they're not only picking out games that are like new, but they're still saying no, because the developers are still adding content to this game, it still qualifies. And that's good. So that I shows like that. The promise. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna have to try that one. But like I said, when I tried to play it the one time, uh it's I couldn't even get on a server to t- do the trial version. So here we go. Uh a part of me wants to skip this, so I'm going to. I'm just gonna move on to the next one because I, you know, I'm i going to roll my eyes at that one. I've never heard of any of those games anyway. Best performance awarded to an individual for voice acting, emotion, and her performance capture. So Ashley Birch for Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney for Plague, uh, plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok, Manon gauge for Immortality, and Sonny Sujik for God of War Ragnarok. And your winner, Christopher Judge, God of War Ragnarok. I believe that is Kratos, his own self. And he's got the heck of a voice for that. Holy cow. Yeah, he does. Best audio design, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. Once again, God of War Ragnarok. My goodness, that game's cleaning up here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Best score or music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licenses soundtrack. You've got Olivier de Rivière from A Plague Tale Requiem, Sukasa Seto, for Elden Ring Bear McCreary for God of War Ragnarok Bear McCreary I think has even done a lot of films and stuff I've heard of him a lot uh, yeah, Two Feathers do. for Metal Hellsinger and Yasunori Mitsuda I don't know what he, they did they didn't say Bear McCreary wins for God of War Ragnarok uh, I would like to look up and see if Nuboa um, I can't remember his last name who did the Final Fantasy 7 remake and all the team of people who did the remake of the music because I, I love that score for that game
1: Best- I imagine mm-hmm. that, I was going to say I imagine the uh, God of War Ragnarok I imagine there's probably some good songs if you're yeah. doing Ragnarok stuff. I imagine there's some pretty good songs in there.
0: Yeah, for if we're catching that uh, Nordic flavor. You yes. Know, I bet the music is amazing, so I'll have to try it. Best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation, which this, especially with the technology mm. we have now, the amazing yes. things they're doing in games. not you real have the time. Yes. Which is why you know playing like since I love the Resident Evil franchise, I, it scares me how realistic graphics can get because I'm eventually it's going to get to a point where I'm not it's going to turn my stomach trying to do some of this stuff. It,
1: it, it sometimes so. when I'm watching stuff, this is this is just me. So sometimes when I'm watching stuff and I sometimes can't tell if I'm watching stuff that's real. I don't mean really real, but several pretty real. I'm like I can't tell the day di- mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, they do a really good job. Yeah. yeah. It, it, they do a great job. Some
0: some things I don't need to be that realistic, though. I don't like gore. Yeah, same here. So
1: same here. But they do. I, I am impressed with them. I really yeah. am.
0: And the things they can do in games. But your nomination list here: Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. Oh, I would. I my vote would go for Stray. I loved the design of Stray. I mean, there's world building and all that. But. The winner, Elden Ring. I'm kind of surprised God of War didn't win that one again. But Elden Ring, yeah. and well, from what I've seen of Elden Ring, it is an impressive looking game, yes. Best narrative, which is something we used to not talk about in the, on the old days of the Nintendo. Yeah, that's right. Outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. And your your nominees are a Plague Tale, Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. Uh and the winner surprise, surprise, God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> I
1: feel like we're I feel like we're watching the, the, the Oscars back in the days. The Oscars whenever we were whenever Titanic was out there and it's or, it or, or the Lord of the everything. Rings movies. Lord of the Rings. Even yeah. Braveheart won quite a few. Yeah. That was a good movie. Really.
0: Yes, indeed. <laughs> best game direction awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. You know, I've never really covered the game awards over the past years. So I, I really feel like I've missed out. So the nominations for best game direction: Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. We're hearing a lot of the same games over and over again. Yeah, Your well, this how great
1: they are.
0: Elden Ring. I would have, you know, yeah, you yeah. would have thought Gold God of War with all the awards it's won, but I don't Elden know much Ring. About Elden Ring, but it sounds good. Uh, it's it's extreme difficulty though. So, oh, really? This is from software. That's what they're known for, with Dark Souls and Demon Souls and all, all these different ones that it's, uh, it, basically the concept is die, 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 finally figure out how to get past this one enemy, and then die some more.
1: I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah, that's why I've not <laughs>
0: played it. I would just get too stressed out and frustrated after a while. It is, you know, It is the game of getting killed, but our final award, and we're finally going to wrap up this show after over an hour and a half, Game of the Year, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. And you already heard me say what the winner was because I was talking about a 15-year-old that interrupted them. But here's the nominees. A Plague Tale Requiem, which I need to play maybe the first Plague Tale. Maybe I should try it out. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Now, personally, the only one of these games I played was Stray, and I loved it. But can you guess the winner? Golly, would you think it's God of War Ragnarok? No, it's Elden Ring.
2: <laughs> Elden Ring. Which
0: Elden Ring also got to a lot of prominence. Its story was written by the same guy who wrote Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yeah, he went and he wrote the story for that game. And uh, well, so cool. that, that really helped. But I ain't going to play it if I'm just going to get frustrated. <laughs>
1: so, Well, you never know. And, and you own God of War now.
0: Yeah, so. I do have uh, the, the other one I got through PlayStation Plus. I can play the 2018. And I can even play the old games. Uh, through the PlayStation Plus, which I would kind of like to play the old games, but I guess twenty eighteen can pick up. You don't know have to know much about the old games. You just have to know that uh, Kratos has regretted what he did in those old games because he killed all the Greek gods.
2: Oh boy! Uh, and
0: he's a, he's a demigod, and he becomes the god of war after he kills. Uh, um, the old. So g- yeah, if oh, tell got his us name. this,
1: Seeing how we know it's Elden Ring that was. Tell us a little bit of the plot to some of these stories if you know like a, a plague. I don't know, Jacobel
0: Elden Ring. Elden you got you're looking for an Elden Ring. I guess you might have to destroy it. I don't know. Now, Find it, a destroy plague, it, I don't know.
1: A, a plague tale or whatever that is. Plague tail, right it's there?
0: the plagues are going on and you're you're trying to avoid being eaten by rats, as far as I know. I don't oh, I've only seen a little sad. bit of footage. And you're playing as this little girl and like she's dragging around her little brother the whole time.
1: Oh, I think I saw pictures of that. How about Horizon Forbidden West?
0: Now, that is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, which I I haven't played all of. I need to probably start over because I forgot what I was doing. But that is some really cool science fiction. Imagine the world has gone through a uh, robotic apocalypse, and now a few millennia have changed. The world has almost reset to a tribal uh, period and almost a medieval look on some things. But there are all these animals that are robots. And you oh, almost wow. don't have a whole lot of things living, and your your what your character a, Eloy, what she's doing, and you get to start with her as a child, and she's learns all these skills, and so you learn skills with her, so you feel really bonded with her in the first game. But you're a hunter, and you hunt. I remember some of
1: that. You hunt
0: these robotic animals for parts. Wow. Yeah, and it's a neat game, um, very, and so very, that, uh, Forbidden uh, West magicative. is the sequel. I don't know much very know about it. Yeah, it's really it's really neat sci-fi. And I, I thought when I was playing this, I thought it was supposed to be this weird fantasy world. But no, it's supposed to be Earth. And what's cool is you occasionally find ruins
2: oh, that wow. have been kind
0: of reclaimed by nature. But Because but, at one point you go in and you you go into an office building. And it's, it's, it was a future office building, so some of the technology in the office building was, was the future, so you can still interact think, with it. But technology is feared in that. this world. So, I think
1: you showed me some of that. Because maybe. I'm, this is sort of found familiar. Now, what about uh, Stray? You told me a little bit about what yes. was Stray.
0: It's an amazing science fiction game that is as uh, a world long past us, where the robots have now, you know, the robot companions we built have now built their own lives because something wiped out the humans. And you're, but you're you're playing as a cat who gets lost from its family, who wanders in the world of all these robots who have you know, they're, that they're the ones who are just kind of living their lives. But there's this viral, you know, there, whatever I guess that it had cursed the world, had, had doomed everybody. Uh, one attempt to fix the problem was to make this like a kind of viral thing to to stop it. I can't remember all the specific details. It's been a little while. But eventually this viral thing got to where it could eat and kill the robots. Oh my so goodness. it became this horrible thing. And you as a cat... Uh, Are basically uh, saving the world, but you get the fun things. You get to do all these cat things. You can knock stuff off of things. You can meow at people or robots. You know, because they're all companion droids. But it is quite the adventure, and you can finish it in probably about two, three hours. But it's it's fun to explore. There's so many different little interactions because there you have one robot who's wanting to learn how to play all these different songs, and you can find songs and bring it over to over to him. But you can do all these kitty cat type of things. So if you love cats and think cats are cute, this is great. but it's a great story, a great science fiction story, and scary at times too, with these horrible creatures that will will eat you, and you're also freaked out because you're like, it's a kitty cat, and you don't like seeing your little kitty cat get killed. But it happens. And like when Heather saw me playing this stuff, and I I got killed one point, she was like, "Oh no, it was horrible." Well, what uh, if the sequel? You're Jerry, Jerry the mouse. A mouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if mice still exist, and you saved the entire world. I don't know what they could do for a sequel. Because what oh, you do when you win you've saved the world from the horrible things but I do wonder what's outside in the living world what might still be alive in nature so maybe the there's humans is, still somewhere
1: so the very last question is what is Xenoblade I can't say this Blade Xenoblade Chron- Chronicles
0: 3 it is a Japanese RPG game and it's a series. there's three of them I've never played a single one of them
1: so you don't know don't okay. know a
0: thing about it don't know anything. So not all of these are stuff I've actually were was interested in to play. And I think Xenoblade has actually been around for a very long time. Uh, I think it was back even in the old PlayStations they had Xenoblade games, but it's a, really? it's a it's a what they call a JRPG because it's Japanese role playing game. But Japanese role playing games typically, other than the modern Final Fantasy, are those ones where you have like a random encounter and then you all you get to do is choose your action in the combat and it's turn based. I don't like that because it doesn't feel real to me. I like yeah. the modern Final Fantasy games where it's become more of an action style, which is like The Legend of Zelda, where I like an action where I want to ha- I want to engage in the combat of an RPG. But I like the concept of leveling up, gaining new powers, gaining new abilities, gaining new magic, gaining new weapons. I love that. That's fun. And that's, part of what's with Final Fantasy 7 Remake, what they've given me, and even the Crisis Core thing that I was talking about before, and even Final Fantasy 15. I've played that one, that one. Um, you can still see that they were working their way up to the, the style of where they've really perfected their combat system with Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Now, the Crisis Core one, though, the combat system is similar to the Final Fantasy 7 Remake, but it is based more off what the original game was, from what I've been told, and I haven't played the original game because it was on a PSP, and I never had one of those. That was a handheld PlayStation. Um, yeah. But I've been enjoying it. It a few of the buttons are in different places than what I would, I, I, well, I would, the feel would be, because on Final Fantasy VII Remake, dodge is on the circle button, but now that is to use an item like my health potion, and my dodge is on the X button. So I've had to kind of adjust to where my dodge is, because a good combat style game, action like that, you need to have a good dodge button. So when you see an attack coming, you can get out of the way. And we've gotten used to that sort of style with the Batman Arkham series, or even the Spider-Man mm-hmm. game, where you know Batman because he's that skilled of a he knows an attack is coming, so he's got a counter button. Now, this wouldn't be a counter in Final Fantasy. This is more of a dodge, so you'll roll to the right or roll to the left. You'll just get out of the way, You know, whereas Spider-Man and Batman would counter because Spider-Sense and bat's bat fighting skills will make them counter move, uh, although if you're getting shot at, Spider-Man will just dodge it, but you know, Spider-Man can kind of counter some stuff with it, too. So, yeah. But yeah, so I really enjoy that type of thing and having a lot of fun with action games. And that's even uh, with Jedi Fallen Order and I'm sure the upcoming Jedi Survivor. I mean, it was built around you You had the ability to block or to dodge. That's uh, one
1: thing I, I have enjoyed in WWE's game this year that they didn't do in the past. That you can dodge, dodge yeah. and
0: counter. Dodge. Yeah. I
1: mean, counter, I mean, yeah. you can do what you used to. You couldn't. You were just, you're out of luck. Yeah. That
0: was it. I You're never really like, end up using that dodge button, though. I should probably put it I've, to use.
1: I've done it, and, and I've even done it where you can kind of kick back up after a little while, and that's kind of nice. I've yeah. been able to do it a few times. It's nice. I haven't played with that one in no a way while.
0: Out. Yeah. Of course, uh, I'm, I'm a little disenfranchised with losing all my saves and all my characters I made yeah. uh, and, and not even be able to port them over to the PS5, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll buy a PS5 version, and I'll be able to get all my characters. Nope. I had to start from scratch right. no matter what, so I was, my I was upset. My problem
1: with it is, and this is a complaint, a big complaint, I'm not impressed with 2K because yeah. after a while, you can't put your logos on and all that stuff. Yeah. 2K stinks. You're having issues uh,
0: with that still.
1: Yeah, 2 k stink uh, because they. Uh, I'm hoping AEW is better. Now, I, I love WWE games. I love WWE. That's uh, all you play. <laughs> well, well, it's not all I play. It's just I, I, I like creating. Yeah, I'm better at creating than I am playing. That's just yeah. how it is. And it, it's irritating Whenever you put everything into stuff and then you can't do what you enjoy the most. Right. Creating and then getting to appreciate and enjoy things. It's just, it's annoying to me. Yeah. It's because I can't move very well with my hand and all that stuff. And and I would like like to do more with what I can do and I just can't do it. So it's kind of annoying. It's like, it feels like a waste of money and time.
0: (laughs) Okay. But I do know, I remember why I had this other page that I pulled up. This was announcements for upcoming games that were made at the Game Awards. Uh, Death Stranding Two, which I didn't play, the uh, I might I might have to play that, but it's basically a walking sim sci-fi kind of thing. I might have to try it. Hades Two, which I've heard of the Hades game, pretty good. Transformers Reactivate. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that one, but it's a transformer, so I'm curious. Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Don't know what that is, but oh hey, uh, Immortals of Avium. Huh. It's I Castlevania. Castlevania. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Crime Boss, Rocket City, Hellboy, Web of Weird. And I think I've seen a little bit of footage of this, and this is meant to look off of Mike Magnolia's actual artwork of the comics. I see that. Uh, Bayonetta Origins. Uh, you have Final Fantasy 16. I'm excited for that. Judas, uh, Armored Core uh, 6, I guess, Fires of Rubicon, Earthblade, which I think I've heard something about. like that's, Isn't that like an RPG tabletop game? I don't know. Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores. That's apparently some DLC. And if you look at the picture here Philip, you see that the, the Hollywood sign still existing somewhere behind them.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Crash Team Rumble because everybody's got a rumble, you know, game trying to be like the Super Mario Smash Brothers. So mm-hmm. now you've got Crash, Banisher's that's Ghost of funny. New Eden, After Us, Party Animals, that's a cute looking picture there. Uh, mm-hmm. you got some DLC coming for Cyberpunk 2077 and now that I have a that's PS5, hard. I'm going to have to get Cyberpunk and try it out. Starwise Star Wars Jedi Survivor, we knew about that. Diablo that is 4 fun. finally. Street Fighter 6, Suicide Squad, uh-huh. Kill the Justice League. That's Boy, they've been working on that forever, too. Tekken 8? Oh my gosh, they're up to eight Tekken games wow. now. Warhammer 40,000, Space Marine 2, The Lords of the Fallen. I don't even know what that is, but that looks kind of neat. The Last of Us Part 1. I, I don't know why they're mentioning that, because it's out. They were that, really that Some of these are, maybe they're just, we know something's coming for it. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I think is already out. Forspoken is coming. I did try a, a, a trial demo of that, and as much as I was impressed with looking at the gameplay, I don't know that when I played it a little bit, it didn't didn't get to me. Uh, some of this, I think, is already out.
1: Yeah, I know that one of them is. I yeah. own it.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess there's maybe there's going to be some new stuff coming with Among Us and uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff. But Dune Awakening, I remember seeing some stuff about that. Uh, that looks like it's going to be cool. Uh, but yeah, a lot of nice, neat things coming up uh, here in the world of gaming to uh, to sap up all of my money but we really this is an hour and 44 minutes into the show we gotta wrap this thing up <laughs> long long game don't forget to check us out in January you might have to resubscribe we're gonna be on Red Circle so make sure you uh, you do not lose your subscription we wanna of course thank Karen Kennedy Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show all who helped me out with the new intro to the show don't forget you can send us an email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com follow us on twitter neverland PCast. that is of course an at neverland pcast we're on facebook under neverland podcast where there's a, both a group and a page for you to like you can join the neverlanders on our website neverlandpodcast.com you can become an official lost boy or pixie why do we have pixies because boys girls are too clever and they don't get lost like boys do Donate through Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast. And hey, remember, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, not only can you find the new RSS feed, but also you can find my podcast reviews. You can get a, a, a membership there for $50 for the year. You can get a pretty good membership and get all of your reviews, which we did, ha- did have a new review this week. But I saw who it was from, and I was like, I know that guy. that He's just being helpful to the show. so. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to review it because y'all have to say he's biased because he's uh, he's uh, co-hosting with me right now. <laughs> but I got oh. an email when you sent the review, and I was like, oh, hey. I said, I see who that is. Okay, thanks for reviewing. That does help us out. But uh, I don't need to review it because obviously he's a little biased, and he likes this show because he's I'm on it. I'm <laughs> biased. <laughs> yeah. But that wraps everything up. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, and uh, get lost.
2: In (laughs) an adventure! I love doing that.